0: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. And uh, I'm Pete in the UK and here is Dave in the
2: USA. Oh, he's done a little rhyme, has he? Ahoy, hoy. An unintentional one, yeah. Unintentional, yet enjoyable, I'd say. Um, ahoy, 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 Uh Yes, I'm in DC, brackets Washington. Washington, DC, uh, to give it its actual name. Um, arrived last night. I nearly died immediately, and now I'm alive. So that's good, isn't it? Uh, do you want to explain how he nearly died? Yes, all right. Thanks for asking, Pete. Um, no, I've, I've over-dramatized it, but it was slightly hairy. We just got in, we got a late-night train, so we got into DC about 2.30, and then got in a taxi, which... I just... The guy, the taxi driver, was definitely just a bit dodgy. He was in, like, a proper licensed taxi, but... He immediately like spotted us and was like, eh, fucking tourists. I mean, it didn't sound like that because we're not in the East End. Um, but I could, I see he could spot us. And he was like, come to my cup, come to my cup. And then he tried to like go, oh, how about $20 to where we're going? I was like, just put the meter on, mate. Just put the meter, you know, it was that kind of thing where I was like, I can see what you're trying to do. And I wasn't born yesterday. Anyway, so he's a bit of a dodgy geezer. And then I'd say in the two mile journey, he fell asleep three times. Oh god! Like eyes drooping, drooping, and then fully closed. At one point, the cab just started to career towards the bollards in the middle of the road.
1: I've been in an Uber before where the driver's fallen asleep at traffic lights.
2: Uh, I mean, at traffic lights, I would feel a lot. I mean, not, uh, not the car was motionless at yeah, the time. So. Not a hundred percent safe, but certainly safer than when going fifty miles an hour down the main road through DC. You know? Yeah, fair. Um, so yeah, so anyway, we sort of literally woke him up, and then he explained he had dry eyes and he wasn't asleep.
1: Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure. asleep. I was just moistening my eyes.
2: <laughs> yes, I was moistening my eyes for a long period of time, which did adversely impact the route and direction I was taking, and uh, we did almost crash. Sure, okay, cool, cool, cool. Thanks, mate. So there you go. So that was um, that was yesterday, but we're here anyway. I'm going to finish doing my USA admin now, but what I was going to say, we've briefly talked about this before we started recording, is um, do a shout out to any of our American listeners um, and see if if any of them are in the locations I'm going to be. Like in Finland, where it turned out we don't have very many Finnish listeners, so I didn't have to do, as promised, the sort of live show to one person. But I'm going to be in DC until, well, no, I'll have gone by the time this comes out. But then I'm driving down the Blue Ridge Parkway. So if you live in Asheville or anywhere near Pigeon Forge or the Nashville, that's where I'm going to be.
1: Hit us up. Um, What do you intend to do? What do you mean? Like when, when people, okay, if people hit you up and like meet up with you, like then what happens?
2: Oh, I don't know. I've not thought that far ahead, really. I just, think right. it's nice to, it always baffles me when we have listeners outside. Of Are
1: you trying to get sex on our
2: podcast? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not, Peter. <laughs> I've scratched this whole item now. Jeez. Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm with my friend Elizabeth and we're sharing hotel rooms. So that would be uncouth in many ways, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, is Elizabeth there now? No, 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 she's just gone out. Oh. She just went out to get some coffee. Uh, very friends-themed. Yeah. Um, no, it's just nice to meet people that listen to the podcast, isn't it, Pete? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. of course it is. And like I say, always just surprising when any of them aren't in, well, frankly, either Leeds or London. Like, it b- baffles me when they're outside the cities we live in, never mind the country.
1: I don't think I've encountered many podcast listeners in Lon- uh, in Leeds. There was yep. that person who messaged me on Grinder complimenting the podcast.
2: <laughs> See, oh now Now here he comes, Mister. Are you trying to get sex from the podcast? And there he is on his bloody. <laughs>
1: don't I don't want to be Mister. Trying up. to get sex on the podcast. That's not a good nickname.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's your new nickname. We'll call no, you Sexy I don't for sure. Care for it? No, no that's I don't fine. like it. Uh, shall we do today's request, Peter? Is it for sex or? <laughs> Oh god! The problem with all these uh, podcasts when I'm away is that I feel slightly delirious because I got that sort of mm. jet laggy slash holiday slash often a little bit hungover, frankly, vibe. So I think they're going to be. Plus,
1: I'm just always awake.
2: Yes. Apart from
1: after about eight p.m. in an evening.
2: Yeah, you really are, aren't you? You, you get up too early. Mm. Um, but, but actually, this time difference has helped us because when you get up a stupid o'clock, it's actually normal o'clock for me, so I'm quite enjoying. The we can converse when you get up in the morning. That's nice, isn't it?
1: As long as you're all right, yeah. Should we talk about friends? Yeah. Who's today's request from?
2: The request is from Emma Brackets, London. Thank you, Emma, for uh, choosing the preferred... Sign off method of the podcast, which is name brackets location. Hi guys, yeah. love the podcast. I'd like to request the one with a flashback, which I think is the best of the flashback episodes. I love the pre credits intro with Janice asking if they ever bumped to uglies, and it's fun to see the show experiment with some alternative pairings. Brackets Phoebe and Ross, Rachel and Chandler, Monica and Joey. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It's also one of the Mr. Heckles episodes, and who doesn't love a Mr. Heckles episode? Thank you, Emma, Brackets, London. Not only, Pete, is it a Mr. Heckles episode. What else is it? Um, The final Mr. Heckles uh, episode. Is it? It is, because even though this is set three years before season one, Mr. Heckles is actually... Oh, um, he already died? At this point, dead in the timeline. Oh, oh. So the flashback to Heckles is, is Heckles' final appearance, which is why I think... He gets, there's like that strange cheer and applause when Phoebe slams the door, you know? Because so he's back Phoebe from the dead. Goes, I'm going to have to ask you to keep him da- keep it down and then mm-hmm. close the door. And there's like this big sort of like, Way, oh, as if we're rounding off a storyline and a character and presumably the audience were told, hey, this is Larry Hankins' last episode, so let's, you know, give him some love. So it's kind of poignant actually, isn't it?
1: Uh, yes, it's
2: true. Um, but um I don't through. think
1: I appreciated that he was dead in the real
2: timeline. So um No, there's a problem with us watching these out of sync, isn't it? Is that I never bloody remember where we are with half the things or who's done what, but you know, never mind. We can we can get through that. But um should we start at the beginning before we move into that in more detail? Yes. Um and, yeah, the bum the ugly sort of scene that the referred refer Have you read is the request? Have I read it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, what do you think it just did? Did you read it in full? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ignore me.
2: I just said remember because
1: I thought when I I thought when I'd, <laughs> I thought when I'd read in. it earlier it
2: was long. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one of the Mr. Heckles episodes. Who doesn't love a Mr. Heckles? Then it talks about how it was Mr. Heckles' last episode. And therefore, it's a bit weird when there's. <laughs> and then Phoebe closes the door at the end of the timeline, you know, runs off Larry Hankins' last episode. Do you want me to do it all again? Or are you. Uh, um, you I think asleep? I'm up to date are now. You Uber Maybe driver? I did. Maybe I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I think when I read the message earlier, I thought there was more to it. But i am <laughs> <I'm laughs> slightly. Delirious, that's, perhaps. That
2: sounded so bitchy. Like that's no like,
1: reflection on the message. No, I know,
2: I know it isn't. But it's just the way you said it. It was like God. I just thought there was more substance to that message. I think it I really, was your, I, mean,
1: I think it was your, uh,
2: delivery. your delivery. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, non people that aren't on the Patreon and then therefore haven't heard correspondence will not be aware that I've sort of lost my voice. So uh, we should flag that up. I'm sort of um, rocking the Phoebe sexy. Cold voice. I've said sexy there, referring to Phoebe, mm. not me. I don't particularly feel this is a sexy sound. A lot of yourself, don't you? Well, Pete, so if you will roam America looking for sex, you need a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, anyway, carry on. Where are we? Oh, God, I told you. Dave Cribbs, DC Quest for Sex, DC in DC. Oh no, that's not let's not go okay, there. <laughs> <laughs> but who will
1: DC? No, no, be, no.
2: no, no, don't, no. Okay. We all thought it. Nobody, okay. wants to, nobody wants to say okay. it. God, I'm very tired. Uh, where are we? Oh, yes. Talking about sex. Uh, then the friends all sleeping together. It is a fair point from Janice that uh, it is mad that none of them have slept together. Like That just feels so... If you've ever been in a group of friends, even for longer than a few months... Chances are someone's got off with someone or something's happened, you know? It's very at
1: least like a sort of drunken night out kiss or something.
2: Yeah, well, I guess that is that is what we get from this, isn't it? The drunken night out sort of kisses that don't quite go anywhere. But it does just seem implausible that um that none of them have slept with each other at some point. And obviously the whole point of this episode is exploring the reasons why not. Uh, and they vary from wildly inappropriate behaviour to quite implausible pairings, Ross and Phoebe, to the fact that some of them have only ever made out in fantasies with Rachel and Chandler. So there's, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah, there really is. Um, I do like it when they all try and change the subject, though. You know, that that bit where she goes, if any you ever almost... And yeah. Rachel sort of goes, anyone want more coffee? And they all try and change the subject in a slightly a way. Chandler pointing at something at the ceiling. Yeah, but then Joey just goes, hey, there's a dog out there. <laughs> and that line <laughs> always really makes me laugh. Um, so then we get into the sort of flashback, yes. So where do you want to start? So we've sort of got three strands, I guess. There's like the, the, the main apartment, so Phoebe moving out, Rachel moving in. There's Chandler looking for his roommate, and then Ross and Carol, I guess. So... Choose your starting point.
1: Um, should we start with a bit of Chandler?
2: Chandler, uh, yes. Let's start with Chandler. I mean, the the first thing to say actually about this whole episode, and uh, Chandler, I think, is the most noticeable. Chandler and Joey. So, in this storyline, is where I notice it the most is how much they've made the decision to change the look, the fashion, the decorations, the feel of this whole setup.
1: For, for just three years. Three years ago. Like,
2: how different do you like now to when you to three years ago?
1: Friends just generally loves using facial hair as like exposition <laughs> yes. to show we're in different eras, isn't <laughs> yes. it? It's like, how do we show that this is in the past? Let's make their hair fucking wild or yeah, give exactly. one of them a mustache You're or something.
2: Mustache. And Chandler's goatee is the the real offender. I mean, Chandler's goatee and Joey's sort of SNM inspired leather outfit. Yes, why
1: is he wearing a pleather pleather waistcoat, isn't
2: it? it's so bizarre, isn't it? It just feels like... I I don't know what they're trying to portray, apart from, like you say, the fact that it is in the past, but the fact that someone would have changed their whole look, style, and sort of uh, apartment so much in the course of three years is is very funny, isn't it? Because, I don't know about you, apart from, like, you might have... Put on a few pounds, or lost a few pounds, or something. But really, over the course of three years, how different do we look now from what we did three years ago? You know.
1: Also, on the subject of styling, just to jump into one of the different plots, why is one of Rachel's friends styled like Elizabeth the First?
2: It's such it's such a uh, unique look. I think was is the, is the best it's way to describe it. Like
1: tight, frizzy red hair. Yes, but then. Like, incredibly, like, it. she's wearing makeup, and, but it's incredibly pale makeup, and then has, like, really sort of, yeah, El- Elizabethan makeup. It's odd.
2: It is very strange, isn't it? It's a, there's a lot going on with Rachel's friends. Uh, firstly, it's strange that Mindy's not there, because this feels like it's the celebration of, like, Rachel getting engaged to Barry, and Mindy was her best mate at the time, wasn't she? Hmm. Maybe they just couldn't book Mindy um secondly the other thing is the non elizabeth the first friend um if you thought she had a familiar face but she is the twin sister of her name is marissa rabisi and she's the twin sister of Gio- giovanni rabisi oh. frank jr oh okay so and and having when you know when you know that and you go and watch it back you're like oh yeah same face yeah same face um and anyone asking are they identical twins? The answer is no. Well, no, the, the gender is a giveaway. There, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, I have friends who are twins, men and female twins, and they get asked if they're identical twins all the time, and <laughs> it's so funny watching them try to explain. Well, I mean, it's strange, isn't it, to be asked if you're identical twins when the only presenting feature of identical twins is that they look identical so if you can see that they don't look identical what a bizarre question but anyway cracking on where were we uh we were back on Chandler, wasn't they so yeah so they've all got different fashion they've all got different apartments like monica's bloody apart like the sofa's in different place and you know? it's all it's all different isn't it
1: it's, it's uh full of plants
2: as well full of plants yeah it's like a bloody garden center in there doesn't it, <laughs> it is. yeah um but chandler's i i really like chandler's first scene with eric you know when he's showing eric round it's proper like vintage chandler and i mean eric's got some strange styling hasn't he oh eric's he's an odd man isn't he
1: also why would he when he talks about um you know working with models a lot yeah um, why would he have the models in his <laughs> flat like i feel like that probably shouldn't be happening.
2: This feels like it could be filed under the fairly substantial column for this episode of inappropriate behavior. Um, hmm. We'll get onto Joey in a little while. But yeah, it's I'm a fashion photographer. I work with models. So I bring them back a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, shouldn't be happening.
2: Well, it's presumably he's saying it because he means. I'm bringing them actually professionally, because if, if he's what he's saying to someone he's just met, his, oh God.
1: yeah, I didn't assume it was anything sordid.
2: Well, no, but why would he ever bring them to do shoots in just any old apartment? Like you say, that's bizarre. That's really weird, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that is odd. I mean, I can understand some home photography is a thing, and photographers use it, I don't know, like a home studio, but that doesn't really seem to be the vibe.
2: No, you wouldn't do that more than once really either, would you, for like... You wouldn't just be using the same home every time.
1: Also, do you want to come over and I'll take some photos of you? Yeah. Like That just feels dodgy as fuck, doesn't it?
2: Feels very 90s though, frankly. Mm, true. Um, how old's Eric as well? I think Eric is either 23 or 45. Uh, <laughs> He's got uh, a, yes, that's a good confusing point. look, hasn't he? The suit ages him, I think. Yes, it does. And the sort of general styling ages him, but why, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very hard to tell. Um, but I do enjoy Chandler's reaction to the models thing, which is one of my favourite Chandler lines, I think, in all of Friends. I have models here, never. Um, yeah. And the way, I obviously butchered it then, but the way that Matthew Perry delivers that and the sort of pencil snap when he... I mean, Eric's very open, isn't he? He's come in and gone, I bring loads of models here, and Matthew is a porn star yeah. before he's even been offered the apartment.
1: The other great Chandler bit um, is... In the well, what is at this point a bar, um, but how he is witnessing the Rachel conversation about wanting some meaningless sex oh, and so his good. sort of acting in the background is brilliant,
2: it's really good. All the acting, and when he chucks the ball, and again, that, that's one of those standout lines for me as well. That, um, I appear to have dropped my ball, and mm. and now I've picked it up again. And the, the sort of because that's quite a forward move isn't it he's overheard someone say they want to have sex and gone hello I'm here and you can watch the character bail in real time on what he thought was a great idea for about a split second you know and then he goes oh god what have I done and sort of slinks off and just the way that's all acted I think is so brilliantly done slight issue though why
1: doesn't Chandler recognise somebody he's spent multiple Thanksgivings with
2: yeah that is a huge continuity error isn't it And then, even when Monica says, Oh, I went to high school with her, he doesn't go, Oh, yeah. And I've met her loads. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no recollection. And, And then, you know, when Rachel comes.
1: Also, his best mate was in love with her.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's not like it's just a passing thing. Ross has been in love with her for for years, and that continuity error continues to the pilot, doesn't it? But I guess it'd be churlish of us to point out all the friends continuity errors. Peter, we'd be here Mm -hmm. for quite a while.
1: I do love um, how Mr. Heckles clearly woke up on this day and chose violence, because he just causes (laughs) so much unnecessary chaos with the uh, flatmate moving in.
2: Yeah, I mean there's a lot going on there and one is i mean let's there's no point in going what is mr heckles trying to achieve here because the answer is i'm not sure he even knows or is aware of it you know so that's like you say he just woke up and chose chaos but it's strange that eric just gives up so easily isn't it
1: yeah true like
2: he doesn't turn up and therefore joey moves in but why wouldn't he so this, I'd say he's got at least three other options. One is to call Chandler and just go, oh, sorry, mate, what's what's going on? Like I bumped into this man in the hall and he said he's your roommate. The other is to just knock on the door and do the same thing, you know, go, oh, sorry, I'm here with all my stuff. That's a bit weird that you've asked someone else to maybe need you. Or frankly, the third option is just to go, ah, oh, this guy is not, not, Not all there. Not fully there. Maybe I'll just wait this out for approximately 30 seconds and see what happens. Um, But he doesn't. He just goes, oh, well, I guess he's chosen this strange old man to live with instead of me. Yeah. Uh, And just wanders off and we never see or hear from him again. Poor old Eric. So, yeah, so Joey. Joey gets the call up, doesn't he? And then we move into uh, strange, strange behavior from Joey Tribbiani. Some very naff flirting between Joey and Monica. The
1: sort of "oh, stood up too fast," uh, and then then he just leaves all his possessions in
2: a random hallway because he yeah. thinks he can have a shag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. In his head, he's going to be in there for at least twenty or thirty minutes, isn't he? He's just like, "I'll just leave all my boxes in the hall." Um, mm. I mean, it's 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 almost impressive in a strange way that he's managed to expose himself and act inappropriately before he's even moved into the flat across the across the hallway. On his way in, he's so like one track minded that he's managed to to not even move all his things into the apartment before acting like it's obviously hugely inappropriate, but it's just plain weird more than anything, isn't it?
1: Also, it was the attempting to strip off while she's rummaging in the fridge is like he's going to sort of surprise her with his penis.
2: That's exactly (laughs) it. He's so desperate to like, he's doing it really quickly, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Um and then also presents himself very boldly with sort of one foot up on <laughs> some sort of bit of furniture and and he is all, he is he's also not he's also not mortified when he realizes that she's not impressed. Yes. Like it takes him a few seconds to be like ah fucked up here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But even when he fuck- realizes he's fucked up that line when he goes, I'm sorry, I just thought you liked me. I feel like such an idiot. Is, that's the sort of thing you say. Doesn't mean you, you got,
1: you should get your penis out. Does yeah. It? That's the
2: sort of thing you say if you've tried to kiss someone and they go, oh no, sorry. You know, that's the sort of thing yeah. where you go, oh God, I've misread the signal. It's not the sort of thing that's an excuse for getting completely naked, cocking yeah. your leg and basically going, come here, love, let's have it, you know, on your first meeting, which is. Yeah. He went, he went,
1: zero to a hundred real quick didn't they
2: just so bizarre uh, it's also really always bugged me that Monica says here's your penis before she's actually fully turned around there's like some strange overdubbing ADR thing there and, and it just doesn't quite work <laughs> but never mind that's just me um, so yeah I just I, I don't know why Joey didn't just say I'll go in for lemonade maybe we'll just sit and have a chat and have some lemonade maybe there is. maybe there are vibes I mean, they definitely Also, women. do you know
1: what the clue should have been that she actually just wanted to have and sit and have some
2: lemonade? Yeah. When lemonade. she gets the
1: fucking lemonade yeah. out.
2: <laughs> That's, that should have been the sign. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, clearly, she does fancy him up until this point. So just have a bloody lemonade in a chat. I'm, I'd say there's a decent chance something would have happened, you know? Lemonade and chill. Lemonade and chilled lemonade and chill.
0: That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Uh, yeah, the rest of that plot line is just um, Joey and Chandler bonding. I like the, the bonding scene with the, the Baywatch and the cooler of beers and all that, even if they are bonding over basically just perving on actors on Baywatch. But it's a nice sort of, ah, this is the start of their friendship, isn't it?
1: And also on the subject of nice bonding, Monica and Chandler are quite sweet together and a bit of unintentional foreshadowing to them in the future, because he's quite comforting and sweet towards her.
2: Yeah, and he's saying, you well, these the most beautiful woman I know, and, and, and most of most all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I was thinking this. I wonder how much unintentional or intentional foreshadowing it was, because even though the real timeline is quite a long time ago, this is season three, and it's season four when they get together, isn't it? I wonder if... By this point, the conversations must have started in the writers' room, wasn't they? Of like, this is this might be where we're heading. So I wonder, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I wonder if there is a little bit of intentional foreshadowing there. But yeah, so that's so Chandler's comforting Monica because Phoebe is moving out, and like anything in Phoebe's life, she hasn't chosen the easy way to do it. Has she. She just moved over there telling Monica and slowly moved items of furniture, which more than anything, as someone that's moved house a few times in their life, and as I'm sure you have, the faff of moving. It's so much effort to move one bed this day and then one chest of drawers the next day. And what that is a like, it's a pain, but just like doing it all in one go is hard enough. Never mind doing it all day by day. That is a lot of unnecessary stress, isn't it?
1: Also, Phoebe feels very different. Yes. Like the biggest difference between any of the characters in the current timeline to in this sort of three years ago. She just her her is very different and I don't know, she 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 isn't sort of as quirky. She's no, quite she's, sort of um she's quite sort of blunt,
2: isn't she? She's blunt, but also just fun and relaxed, isn't she? She's like there's a lot of she's quite bouncy and fun and you know there's the bit where Ross is on the she's phone. She's floopy. Yeah she's floopy. Ross is on the phone to Carol and just Phoebe's energy of like, yeah 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 girls now that sound good. Like she's giving off a very it is definitely a very different energy. And it's an energy I like actually. I think it's a it's a nice Phoebe energy. Um and again drastically different hairstyle to indicate the past.
1: Yes, that's true. Yes. Uh very curly isn't it in her case?
2: Very curly because Pete, as we all know, curls are a sign of the past. Yeah, yes. Curls Uh, and moustaches. Yes, curls and moustaches, yeah. (laughs) What can we do? Just change the hair, change the hair, that's absolutely fine. Um, There's a lot of knowing nods in this episode, especially in this uh, sort of plot line like the sort of knowing jokes that are placed there for the audience. Like, oh, Q Naked Guy is really starting to put on weight and they're yeah. closing the bar. Where are we going to hang out now? And Carol's met someone at the gym, Susan something, you know?
1: I guess that's a kind of fun opportunity that they have by having a go at doing a flashback episode like this and, and playing
2: with the format and stuff. Is they yeah. can they can do stuff like that, can't they? Definitely. It just feels like they've really crammed as many in as they can, you know? Because um, this is... Like Emma says, I think it is the best of the flashback episodes, and it's an actual full flashback as well, rather than the other ones which sort of dip in and out. Oh, there's a siren outside. Can you hear that?
1: Mm, An authentic New York siren.
2: In Washington, D.C., yes.
1: In Washington, D.C., (laughs) yes.
2: My goodness. (laughs) To be clear, you were in New York the other day. Yes, that NYPD cop has come a long way. (laughs) Um, Monica, though, talking about characters feeling different, Monica feels different but much worse you know? Like her cleanliness and her neuroses are just actually mean in this episode rather than quirky aren't they? When she says to Phoebe, oh well I guess there must have been you then. All that sort of stuff is really catty and yeah, like, she's she's a right dick in this, isn't she, really?
1: And also when she's having that moment with Phoebe later about Phoebe moving out and them having a bit of a heart-to-heart and then she's too busy thinking about which cushion's got a mark
2: on it. Yes, exactly, exactly. She's so obsessed with the cleanliness, so she must have softened over over the time to come. But, yeah, she she has that marked difference in her sort of um, curt tone when it comes to her cleanliness. Do you know what is weird? Talking of the bar, it is weird that they stopped hanging out in a bar and just started hanging out in a coffee house just because the place changed, you know?
1: Yeah, they um, they also... They, I mean, at the end, Ross and Phoebe having some sort of unprompted, unattended lock-in. It's just them two in a bar that they don't own.
2: Yeah, now, why... What is going on with that bar? Because, like you say... The guy, who's Chris? Who's mysterious Chris who feels not only comfortable letting them have the keys to lock up, but also letting them help themselves to drinks at any time they want.
1: Yeah, and why does Ross pour six drinks when he gets in? <laughs> he has six glasses out. He must need a lot of
2: booze. There's a lot of confusion about that scene, right? Let's let's skip onto it now while we're here. But um, Ross walks in and Phoebe's just sat there in the dark, no music, on her own. Why is she there? She's not even having a drink. What is she doing? She then says, oh, everybody's just left when Ross says, where is everyone? And even though they've just left, Ross still gets six glasses out, even though he doesn't even know about Joey yet. And then three minutes later, they all walk in again.
1: Yeah. So If they've all just um, left,
2: what are they doing coming back? What's going on? Why Clearly on incredibly good terms with this mysterious Chris. Yeah, I know. But it just really feels like, actually, from this flashback episode, that so much of their life was kind of bar culture and beers, and they're all a bit pissed and having a nice time. And I just sort of thought they'd have found a different bar, not yeah, be so tied to the uh, real estate of that building itself uh, that they have to just have coffee forever now. it's a strange, It's a strange flip-up, isn't it? Should we polish off this Ross and Carol Phoebe thing? Because there isn't actually much to it, is there? Ross, actually talking of characters that look a bit different, Ross feels different in his demeanor. He feels that they're very good, or he's very good at portraying that he was happy before Carol left him. You know, he was happy, he was thrilled, he loved Carol, he was chilled, he wasn't neurotic, he wasn't jealous he wasn't
1: and also is encouraging her to have her own life and make her own friends and be
2: quite independent Ross seems very secure and relaxed in the first half of this episode and there's actually a really nice look on him and then as soon as Carol leaves him it's like bam here he comes weird jealous Ross that never trusts women again and that's obviously you know a knock on effect from what's happened but he is noticeably different in the way he portrays his character before that which is impressive Um, But yeah, basically, Carol goes to the gym, she meets Susan, she leaves him. And then we get full Ross when he comes back into that into that bar scene with his high and all of that, you know,
1: there's one line that I particularly love in that bit where he's explaining that his marriage is over because Carol's
2: a lesbian. And then Adds and i'm not one <laughs> yes yeah and apparently it's not a mix and match situation yes yeah, uh, <laughs> that is a very funny scene isn't it? there's lots of great lines in this episode actually we are spoilt for choice with our favorite lines uh phoebe and ross just start making out there's really this feels very un-phoebe and Yeah, very... that's what
1: I mean. It just doesn't it doesn't quite fit
2: with her. She doesn't seem like the sort of person that would and I'm not saying this is what she did, but ultimately what she's done there is immediately try and get off with a vulnerable person that's just had a heartbreak.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit um it's 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 not really bearing his feelings in mind
2: much, is no, it? No, he's just come in and, and said, My marriage is over and I'm not saying she's acting in, in this way deliberately, but it like flip flip the um the gender roles on that and it would feel very yeah. different, wouldn't it? Be a little uh it would appear a little exploitative. Right, exactly. And it's just a very and also Ross and Phoebe making out it's so implausible. It's so weird. Yeah. It's such a weird pairing. Like she finds him annoying and I just don't feel like there's an attraction at any point. But um but yeah. The pool table sex scene or failed sex scene is very funny, isn't it? There's a lot of just. The moment does pass very quickly. It passes very quickly with with the sort of ball based silliness. You can actually see Nita Kudrow (laughs) corpsing properly. Are you laughing? What are you
1: laughing at?
2: Ball based -based silliness. Ball based silliness with Dave and Pete. Um. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> you can see Lisa Kudrow actually corpsing. I think she just actually says at one point, I can't, at some point, when when Ross is picking the balls out, and you know, they're they're properly enjoying that, aren't they? It's it's it is a really fun scene to watch. And let's polish off this episode with the introduction of Rachel, then I guess. So yeah, she's in the bar with her two friends. Chandler is sort of overhearing, and they end up it's it's the, the strange thing about the end of this episode is that in real life, all that's happened is Chandler has noticed Rachel. I don't think Rachel's even noticed Chandler at all. You know, in a sort of sexy way, she looks really dismissive at him, both when he flings the ball over and when Monica says, "Oh, I've got to get back to my friend." You know, she's like, and yet she does end up having a sex daydream about him. Exactly, um, which is a strange time to have a day a sex dream, isn't it? You don't. Yeah, I think a lot about sex daydreams the sex dreams. Do you think that's I what think.
1: your Uber driver was doing?
2: It's, oh no, a sex daydream where he closed his eyes. I've got dry <laughs> eyes, darlings. I've got dry eyes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I just uh, did a shudder. Um, what's Monica's comment about the Titanic all about?
1: Uh, because it's a massive diamond. That and that she's yeah, saying a, it looks like an iceberg. It looks like yeah. an
2: iceberg. Is that a good thing to yeah. compare a ring to an iceberg? That's that is the only thing I could think of it, But it's just the, the, just the size the sheer of size the diamond, of it. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but an iceberg is just frozen water. It's like a weird an thing massive. to be like. Your ring is like a giant block of ice.
1: That caused the death of
2: many yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. Just seems like a slightly strange, slightly strange reference. Um, and then, yeah, we get another one of those classic little nodding, knowing jokes, don't we, at the end of that scene with the 10 bucks says, I'll never see that woman again in my life. Um, and there you go. That, Peter, is the end of the one with the flashback, unless you have any more to add. I don't. Do we have a quiz? Oh, yes and no. Does that mean no? Yes, we do not have a quiz, and no, we don't not, not have a quiz. Um, okay. Frankly, it's a miracle you've got a podcast this week because I'm... That's true. Fart- we have had to improvise. Farting around in the Americas. So um, let's put out the call for next week's quiz on the next episode No, person. we don't
1: need to because it has a quiz.
2: Oh, my God. Next oh week's, week's God. episode how, comes with a quiz. How organised are we? Next week's episode comes with a quiz. Perfect.
1: Well, it's very organised of Naomi. That's what it's organised
2: of. Yes. Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> It is Do you want to know the episode of Naomi. No, I'd like to know the episode, though. That'd be nice. We are doing season three,
1: episode one, the one with the Princess Leia fantasy.
2: Ah, oh, we're hanging out season three a lot at the moment. I like it. Some of my favorite eras, the season three era. Um, happy days. Uh, we've got another quiz in September, by the way, if you're in London, we are going to get around to doing ones elsewhere, but September the 7th, thank you all for coming to the last one. It sold out. It was fun, even though, oh, I didn't tell you this, Pete, the aircon broke in the pub when we were doing the quiz. Oh God, that sounds awful. And it was about 30 degrees. It was at one point I did just look out and it was exactly the scene where the radiator breaks, you know, in monikers. Yeah. yeah christmas pie because everyone was just improvising fans and it, i was it was it was so so like that so anyway yeah thank you for thank you for staying with us um but yes peter until next week oh do you know what the last thing i have to say before i go and this is just slightly more friends based america chat but the reason i was late to this recording today by a couple of minutes and no one else would have known that but i thought i'd explain it to you is because friends isn't on fucking netflix here is it is it not? No, did you just find it, like, a bootleg version? Took it off to go to HBO Max, didn't they? Around the, that was the whole point of the reunion uh, to launch that bullshit. Anyway, I don't have HBO Max and I couldn't be able to sign up. Do you know what I did, Pete? I bought the episode on Amazon Prime for one pound <laughs> £1.89. Oh, put it on expenses I bloody will do I'm going to have to do it for next week's one as well so and the, the most annoying thing isn't that because I don't care about two pounds it's that from now on I'll just have two random episodes of Friends in my like prime library and nothing two else two random ones as well yeah exactly just uh, season three episode six and season three episode one. Oh, I didn't do the synopsis at the start did I there you go told you we were all over oh, the oh I think people have concluded it now yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's definitely not the time to do it now is it um so there you go. All the best. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
1: Acast powers the world's best
2: podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.